Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been yet another eventful week for what week? 55 of the year 2020. I mean, come on, face it. 2020 never ended. I mean, you calculate out the whole raid on the Capitol took place on December 37th. But shenanigans and all that aside, let's pay some bills. Ladies and gentlemen, Relentless Daring is sponsored by the fine people at Built Bar. Yes, at Built Bar. They make the finest best greatest protein bars in the world they're like they're like chocolate bars they are so freaking good uh if you have not had chance to have the cookies and cream built bars oh my god absolutely outstanding or not not even the cookies and cream uh the the chocolate chunk cookie dough absolutely the best ones i've had so far i need to get more of them but uh, go there and check it out. They have all kinds of great flavors. They also have the uh, the Built Boost Energy Drink Packets, kind of like the uh, the Airborne or other stuff like that. Scuba Steve says if he hears one more person say shenanigans, he's going to whip somebody. Hey, Farva, where's that restaurant you like with all the goofy crap on the wall? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But anyways, uh, if you get the uh, the Built Boost, it's, uh, like I said, it's like the... Uh, the airborne or the these vitamin C uh, drink mixes you can get. They got caffeine and they're really good. Check those out. Just go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code Relentless to save 10%. Builtbar.com, the finest, absolute best protein bars on the market. Okay, so getting into uh, all the shenanigans, going back into the insanity that happened at the Capitol a couple weeks ago now. One of my biggest fears was that, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to crack down on people being stupid. Well, yes. Yeah, as we all know, the government, was it, uh, Rahm Emanuel once said, never let a crisis go to waste. So now you have a country with 75 million pissed off Americans who now... They feel like the country has been stolen from them. However, and then you get a group of radicals who then do something incredibly stupid. And they go charging into the Capitol. Now, 
whether it was people who were just very pissed off and got caught up in the moment and did something stupid, or if they were, uh, you know, they were agitated by agents provocateur who got them riled up enough to actually do something. And then I believe of the, what, thousand people who wandered into the Capitol building, the major- the absolute majority of them just went through completely harmless. They went, they waved their flags, they yelled and screamed, they made some noise, but they had no intention of damaging stuff. They didn't want to, you know, assault a congressman or woman. They didn't want to assault a senator. They just wanted to be heard because they feel like their voices have been silenced. Which is understandable. However, I do not condone it. But now you really have to worry about Kind of like after 9-11, we got this wonderful thing called the Patriot Act. An act that is not very patriotic because it allows for domestic spying. Yay! Well, I found an article from Reason where uh, the headline is Don't Let the Capitol Riot Become a 9-11 Style Excuse for Authoritarianism. After the 9-11 terrorist attacks, horrified Americans were ready to embrace virtually any proposal that promised to keep them safe. Government officials, for their part, were eager to curry favor with the fearful public and saw an opportunity to promote legislation and policies that had failed to win support in the past. Keep in mind, the Patriot Act had been written and failed to you know, be approved by the House and Senate for almost a decade before 9-11. <clears throat> Pardon me. The result was a surge of authoritarianism from which the U.S. has yet to recover. Now, with the public understandably concerned after the, after the January 6th storming of the Capitol, we should brace ourselves for another wave of political responses that would, again, erode our liberty. Quote, we're going to have to figure out how we can rein in our media environment so that you just can't spew disinformation and misinformation. Representative Alexandria Occasional Cortex, excuse me, Ocasio Cortez, told her Instagram followers this week It's one thing to have differing opinions, but it's another thing to entirely to just say things are false. So that's something that we're looking into. A socialist lawmaker isn't always careful about her words, but it's worrying when officials talk about a need to rein in the media in any context. That's really no way to cast government action to that end in a good light, no matter what policy tools are intended. Ocasio-Cortez's office hasn't responded to a request for comment. To let government agencies rein in the media is to put control over speech in the press in the hands of people who always see the benefit in less scrutiny and criticism of their own actions. That free speech might as well take his apparent from the from the pasting law enforcement the pasting law enforcement is getting for allegedly being too considerate of First Amendment rights before the events of the Capitol. Quote FBI intelligence analysts gathered information about possible violence involving the U.S. Capitol on January 6th but the FBI never distributed a formal intelligence bulletin 
in part because of concerns that doing so might have run afoul of free speech protections, NBC News reported on Tuesday. The report goes on to reveal that in preparing for the protests that degenerated into a riot, the FBI did share intelligence with other law enforcement agencies, neglecting only to issue a formal joint intelligence bulletin. But the overall impression left by NBC and by the behind-the-scenes leaks from officialdom on which its reporting is based are that respect for free speech got in the way. Since then, the FBI has made up for lost time, issuing a bulletin highlighting the, quote, threat of violence, end quote, from a range of ideological diverse extremists. Huh. The danger is real, as the violence of January 6th demonstrated, but so is the danger of an unrestrained federal agency with a history of interference in domestic policy debates, spying on activists, and even trying to sabotage political parties, revealed in great detail by the 1976 Church Committee report. And FBI stung for being too respectful of individual rights in the recent past, may return to its old habits in the future. In its efforts, the FBI and its... And its... Something agencies... I'm sorry, the way there's an ad popped up in this article made it really hard to read... Are almost certain to, to have the support of the new president. After storming of the Capitol, President-elect Joe Biden was harsh in his description of the participants. Quote, don't dare call them protesters, end quote. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. It's that basic. It's that simple. I don't really think it is, but whatever, Joe. Would you just keep telling us whatever your handlers are telling you to tell us? Biden's choice of language is interesting because even before the election, his campaign promised to work for a domestic terrorism law, an idea reportedly favored by his close advisors. What a new law would look like isn't clear, but Biden has a history with such legislation. After 9-11 attacks, Biden claimed authorship of the Patriot Act which has been much criticized for its damage to it does to civil liberties in the name of combating foreign terrorism. Quote, I drafted a terrorism bill after the Oklahoma City bombing, he told the New Republican October 2001. And the bill John Ashcroft sent up was my bill. The, use, the uses to which Patriot Act have been put since its passage should be warning enough to be wary of any legislation proposed in response to the events of January 6th. Quote, The Patriot Act was the first of many changes to surveillance laws that made it easier for the government to spy on ordinary Americans by explaining the authority to monitor phone and email communications, collect bank and credit reports, and track the activity of innocent Americans on the Internet, the ACLU summarizes. While most Americans think it is created to catch terrorists, the Patriot Act actually turns regular citizens into suspects. Senator Ron Wyden said this is really a debate about the standard our government should have to meet in order to obtain personal information about individuals from banks, hospitals, libraries, retail stores, gun shops, and other institutions. Uh, This is him 
arguing about ongoing controversies around Patriot Act in 2011. Government agents should not be able to collect this sort of information on law-abiding citizens without showing that they have at least some connection to terrorism or other nefarious activities. And it goes on. And this is, like I said, it's one of the things I've been worried about. Um, the idea, it's, it's bad enough when I have to worry that someday everywhere that distributes this podcast is going to end up going, you know what? We don't like what he has to say. We're just we're just not going to carry his podcast anymore. Okay, that's fine. As long as Podbean will continue to take my money, I hope to God I still have a place to host there. Otherwise, I might be investing a lot of money in servers and you know doing my own hosting. But now you have people like you know AOC saying that well, we really need to rein in. The wait, what? Telling media what they can and can't release? Um, huh, that's crazy. Are are, are you going to have a what are you going to call this spreading of misinformation? Is it, is it going to be um activities that are un-American? Are you going to have a committee to determine who has been spreading misinformation and lies? A, a committee on un-American activities, if you will. Hmm. Wow, that sounds distinctly McCarthyism. Um, which is weird because Democrats and progressives hated McCarthy because, oh, he's challenging their their right to free speech. But if you don't like what I have to say, you can challenge me. Huh? Isn't that weird how that works out? But when all this is going on, and you have to worry about, like the article was saying, if this is a huge, huge opportunity for the new House, the new Senate, the new administration to come in with pre-written legislation that maybe they've been they've been sitting on within their back pocket for past. 10, 15 years, you know, going back to the, the rise of the tea party and all that. How can we stop these people saying things that we don't like? And then suddenly, oh, the crazy people who did bad things have given us the political capital that we can cash in on and be able to push these things through because no one will bat an eye because look what they did to spread the, to get all of these people riled up and get them there. And then now we have on next Wednesday calls for armed protests at the inauguration at all the state houses. And if you're listening to this and you're considering that maybe, possibly, you want to go to one of these events, I just ask, 
that you don't go. And uh, it, it seems a little conspiratorial. I know I'm going to you know, put my tinfoil hat on here because I think I need to. For instance, one one of the posters calling for this uh, with this call to action that <gasps> rally, an armed rally at all the state capitals, which, okay, that's crazy, has the exact same background and font pattern, you know, the red and yellow, you know, of course, the red with yellow stars. Hmm. That seems awful Chinese you know, CCP action going on. But again, that's speculation on my part. I understand. I understand. Getting off now on the crazy train, but follow follow along. It's the same background, the same text setup as an election watch party advertisement that was put out by a bunch of left-wing groups to watch uh, the returns for the Georgia election. Now, I know this could be something that two separate groups that are not affiliated, that don't have the same ideological background, maybe they both saw this and said, hey, we think this really supports our cause. It would look really great with what we're trying to advertise. And so two different groups using you know, a stock poster background on the interwebs use the same thing. It's possible. It's also just as likely that, um, you know, groups of people who aren't exactly the, uh, the most honest in how they represent themselves. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's get some sort of big setup going where, you know, Get a bunch of right-wingers with guns show up at the Capitol, and then we can start some mayhem and really, really do some damage to their political capital. It's, again, I know it's tinfoil hat and crazy-sounding, but at the same time, it's really not. It Because I have been praying heavily, heavily, heavily for peace. We have seen enough craziness over the last year between BLM riots, between Antifa thugs trying to burn down a federal court building, not just burn it down, but knowing there are people inside, they tried to obstruct the back door by pouring concrete in front of the back door so it couldn't be open and then setting it on fire. Because, you know, Fry pigs like bacon or something. This is it. it it's entirely insane of uh, the things that's been going on, and then you know the biggest fear has been right wing pushback. That's that's the reason why the Proud Boys really took off was because you know you have people like Gavin McInnes, who you know he founded the Proud Boys, who they they see all the attacks from leftists, and they said, no, people who are on the right, who are being attacked, they need to have people who will actually stand up and defend them. 
So he started the Proud Boys. These aren't ideological right-wingers. These are, these are brawlers. These are people who generally align with the right, but instead of taking the, the very calm approach of, okay, let's talk about things. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's be reasoned and principled. No, 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 no. They, their approach is, you're going to come at us, with, so you're going to swing a fist, we're going to swing a baseball bat. We will hit you back harder than you're hitting us. And I don't think we're at that place where we need to be resorting to street brawling to try to figure out everything that's going on with the other side. We're trying to stop the other side. And and unfortunately, I do understand that there are times where the only answer to violence is violence, and I don't want to be there. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some, you know, media myrmidon, worthless son of a gun listening to this podcast. Probably not. I don't have that huge of a following. Who's going to say there's times when violence needs to be met with violence? And that's all they're going to talk about. <gasps> oh my gosh, he's advocating violence to stop the bad. The people he says are bad. You know, the people out there just punching Nazis in the face because the Nazis, you know, he's defending Nazis. Oh my God. No, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. I hope to God. You know, I think I'm going to uh, run this episode through a uh, something to transcribe it. That way, should someone stupid do something equally dumb, like, you know, misquote me without context, I mean, no, 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 no. Here's the full context. Next time, try harder, be better. Don't be, don't be a better class of ideologue. Just saying. Oh, my goodness. I... But yeah, this whole thing is an absolute mess. And, you know, now I brought Portland, some more stupid out of that city. Uh, Portland is now calling on Congress to approve reparations. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the age-old argument of should we pay reparations to persons who were never enslaved, but just because they're the descendants of the enslaved, or in this case, they're actually including, they're actually including Native Americans. However, Native Americans, if you live on the, uh, if you live on the res, you'd be amazed at how much is afforded to you through. You know, you get socialized medicine, you get crappy schools that are worse than, you know, inner city Baltimore. You know, all these things that the federal government pays for. But, you know, let's give them reparations, too, because we're not already paying them. Anywho's, to the article, this is from the New York Post. The city of Portland is joining a growing chorus of voices demanding reparations for people of color and indigenous communities. Portland City Council 
unveiled plans last week to lobby the federal government to provide financial payments and other aid to descendants of enslaved black Americans and Native Americans harmed by U.S. governmental policy. The federal, uh, the federal legislative agenda calls on Washington to, quote, establish federal reparations for black and indigenous communities and to strike the, pun- the punishment clause of the 13th Amendment to fully abolish slavery in the United States. Critics claim the constitutional clause effectively continues slavery by allowing members of prison populations to be used as cheap and free labor. Huh, wait. So, okay. It's now wrong to say, oh, you're in prison for the next 20 years. So instead of having you just sit here, we're going to have you do work because, you know, we'll just bring in really expensive contractors to do the janitorial work. We'll continue to pay incredibly high contracts out to people to go, you know, clean up alongside the roads. I'm sorry if you're in prison. There's, you know, it kind of goes along with being, you know, in in the punishment phase. You know, what, what's the old saying? Commit the crime, do the time. And if that part of that time is hard labor, guess what? You are going to do hard labor. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for you. Maybe. If you want to break the cycle of, you know, abject poverty that leads to committing crimes of necessity, blah, 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 bleeding heart liberal bullcrap while you're in jail, reduce your risk of recidivism and get an education. Without having the numbers from the Bureau of Prisons, there's a lot of people in prison who don't even have a high school education. There's a great number of them who are illiterate. Again, I think that goes more to um, liberal teachers unions protecting teachers who do a crap job and don't actually teach children to read. They just kind of, they show up, kids show up. Hey, guess what? Yeah, you failed because I didn't actually teach you to read. Uh, The 12-point proposal also calls on the federal government to provide programmatic funding to stabilize households, businesses, and cultural institutions, especially for communities of color, as well as to establish Juneteenth as a national holiday. Um, Okay, because before... 2020, how many people knew what the hell Juneteenth was? Show of hands? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? Really, unless you were in a a school system that taught this, if you went to college and you actually studied real American history, not Howard Zinn is the greatest historian in the world, History, because Howard Zinn says America is bad throughout his entire writings. It's just awful. Um, unless you went to went to a place that actually taught this, 
No one knew what Juneteenth was prior to 2020 and all the racial upheaval. I had only learned about Juneteenth a couple of years ago, 20, 2018, 2019, somewhere there. Um, and don't be wrong, Juneteenth is a very, very important day. But acting like, oh, this is an important day that, you know, we've you know, just been ignored. Well, No one really knows what day it is. It, it's a, it's presumed June 19th. And I'm willing to bet that if you ask any, ask any inner city person who's cheering on, yeah, make June 9th, make Juneteenth a national holiday. The majority of people, you ask them what Juneteenth was, they don't know. Which, a history lesson for people listening to this who... Okay, I heard them talking Juneteenth back last year, but I still really don't know what it is. Juneteenth, uh, June 19th, I don't even remember the year. That was the day that the U.S. General arrived in Texas and announced to the slave populations you have been freed because many of them, even though the Civil War was over, their owners still hadn't said, oh, crap. Um, yeah, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, the country passed this amendment. You're no longer slaves. They actually had to have the military show up and free them. Just kind of thrown out there. That's just a crash course. I don't have all the details in front of me. So if you're listening to this and going, oh, my God, like, hey, what's wrong? on Blah, 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 blah this and that. And the other. I'm sorry. I, I'm i just kind of winging it here. Kind of a lot of a lot of talk radio people do this. They have the the general gist of the story. And if they don't have all the research done up ahead of time, they're going off the top of their heads. They say, correct me if I'm wrong. Because, hey, I don't want to be wrong. Correct me if I am. Shoot me an email, Tyler at RelentlessDaring.com. Tell me how I'm wrong, and I will address it in the next episode. Uh see. Quote, the federal government has to be a partner in any type of reparations conversation. End quote. Commissioner Joe Ann Hardesty told the Oregonian. Hmm. I'm just going to let that one lie for a second. Uh, the city's federal legislative priorities also include increased financial support for those unable to make ends meet due to the coronavirus pandemic and stepped up environmental regulation. Okay, whose fault is it about people getting their businesses shut down and closed because of coronavirus or being told they can't go to work because they're not an essential worker? It's not the federal government. Here's an idea. State of Oregon, if you're concerned about the people, or the even the city of Portland, if you're concerned about the people in your fair city, in your fair state, that have lost their jobs, that have had their businesses closed, all these things that are bad that have happened because of COVID, 
Maybe since it was your state, it was your city that was making these making these horrible decisions. Maybe y'all should pay reparations to the people whose businesses you destroyed. Maybe you all should foot the bill on mortgage payments that were not made because people couldn't go to work. Maybe you should have to cough up billions of dollars in wrongful death suits for people who died from died from deaths of despair. The people who they've lost everything. So they committed suicide because of the things that you have put them through. Not that Donald Trump or the federal government did to them, because as for all of Donald Trump's faults, as much as the left wanted him to go full dictator because he wasn't doing enough, he went full small R Republican and said, no, 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 no. Those are decisions for the states because the states know better on how to handle their individual situations than we do in Washington, D.C. Hell, even the leadership in Washington, D.C. didn't know how to deal with it because Muriel Bowser has also did a lot of the same crap that put that city in jeopardy. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar? How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only 4 to 5 net carbs for you keto dieters, 6 flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and 3 flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. All right, getting back into it. Um, but this article goes on to say, uh, uh, let's see. Um, earlier this month, Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, you know, the, the crazy lady out of Houston, introduced a bill that would create a commission to study reparations for the descendants of slavery. Lawmakers in Asheville, North Carolina, unanimously passed a bill last July that approved reparations for black citizens while apologizing for the city's role in slavery. Last summer, a noted economist said it would cost the country between $10 and $12 
dollars to right the historic injustice. And and the problem with that is we're a country that is currently what twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven trillion dollars in debt. <laughs> Who cares? Let's just slap another twelve on top of it. Who's going to notice? You know, besides our kids having to uh, foot the bill, our grandkids, our great grandkids, unless they go full Weimar Republic and just print so much money that, hey, hey, we've paid off all of our debtors. Granted, our dollar isn't worth a isn't worth a damn anymore, but we're our national debt is down to zero because we we just printed off the trillions of dollars, even though is there's nothing backing it. it. Seems like a brilliant idea, you know. Well, it, it it's insanity. Um, there has been, I don't think there's ever been an adequate case for reparations made, especially considering if you look at what was attempted during the. Uh, uh, during Reconstruction after the Civil War, you have 40 acres and a mule. I know it, it it seems dumb now, but, you know, and not every person took it. Because, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes into running a farm. We should know we've been doing it against our will for the past three generations. So, and then a and a lot of African Americans stayed in their communities and they didn't take the 40 acres and a mule because, you know, this is home. These are the people we know. There's a lot, a lot of freed slaves who took their former owners' last names just because, you know, this is the life we've known. And you know, it's the old saying the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. It's absolutely, absolutely nuts. Um, speaking of nuts, uh, it was er- released earlier this week that when, uh, well, I guess it would be last week, maybe a week before, that the prosecutor in Kenosha County, Wisconsin, you know, home of, uh, you know, Jacob Blake, you know, the guy who got shot in the back seven times. Oh, he's a victim of police brutality. Oh, my God. Well, even though this has been floating around forever since the shooting happened, new evidence has come out that maybe he wasn't some innocent guy who was shot for no reason. I Oh, oh my God. I, did I just say that? Oh, my God. I feel so ashamed and dirty. Well, it was released that, oh, he actually did have a knife. And that he was making claims that he had a gun in the car. And then when he was lunging for something in the car, that's when the officer shot him in the back seven times. Leaving him paralyzed. Now, I know this is a a hard story to accept, but, you know, they looked at all the cell phone footage 
They looked at the body cam footage. They looked at why he was called there because or why the cops were called to begin with. Because here's the thing. His ex-girlfriend was trying to get the kids loaded. That way he could, uh, that way she could take them to school, babysit, or whatever the case may have been. And he shows up. Well, it turns out that he had a restraining order against him by her because he was currently under indictment and facing trial for third-degree sexual assault. Huh. Okay, so not exactly a nice dude. Oh, and then he accosted her and he took the car keys. And she called the cops because, hey, this dude is here. He took my keys. My kids are in the car. And so the cops show up. They try to detain him for violating the restraining order and for taking the keys. He gets into a brawl, not with one cop, not with two cops, but several police officers. He was tased twice. And he's one of those weird individuals that the taser doesn't affect. So after showing up at the home of the woman whom whom he is alleged to have sexually assaulted and who had a restraining order against him and he took her keys, telling the cops that I have a knife on me. I will use it. I have a gun in the car. And he tries to get into the car with cops still trying to pull him out and detain him, knowing that, oh, my God, there's kids in the back. We don't know what he's going to do. So they shot him. Well, it's great to have the clarification. It really is. Now, here's where it gets crazy. There were articles circulating on Facebook that Headlines such as declared he had a gun in the car and was going to get it and was brandishing a knife. Well, <laughs> those wonderful, wonderful people at PolitiFact rated that as <gasps> false on their truthometer. And they said that no evidence that Jacob Blake brandished a knife, got a gun before shooting or before police shooting in Kenosha. If your time is is short, there was no gun involved. State investigators said there was none found at the scene. Police did find a knife in the SUV, but authorities hadn't said if it was there throughout the confrontation or Blake held it at some point. Grainy video shows an object in Blake's hand, but didn't brandish it, and it's not clear if it's a knife, sunglasses, or something else. And then there's a link that you can go to the sources for this fact check. Now, there's an editor's note. Prosecutors revealed January 5th, 2021, that Jacob Blake was armed with a razor blade type knife when he was shot by police. Kenosha County District Attorney Michael Gravely said as a result, the officer who shot Blake could successfully argue self-defense and therefore wouldn't face criminal charges. That does not affect the rating for this item because ratings are based on what is known at the time. 
When this statement was made in August 2020, it was not clear what Blake was holding or when, given the grainy cell phone video and lack of detail released by police. So now, they're just straight up saying, yeah, we're not going to change the rating on any of this, which makes me want to get on Facebook and start making claims and sharing things and see if it's see if it pops up because i just i just want to push their buttons and drive them crazy because hey it's what i do but it's it's nuts though that okay the evidence now shows that people making these claims are probably mostly true Ah, oh, well, we're going to hold to that because the facts of the time were blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, if you're going to go by the facts of the time, the Earth is flat. The universe revolves around the Earth. And if you put leeches onto your body, onto your body, it'll suck the demons out of your blood and you'll get better. And, you know, if you get syphilis, don't worry about no, penicillin, that doesn't really work. You just have to go crazy, blind, and die. Because, hey, that's the evidence we had at the time. It, it, it's an absolutely dumb argument. It, it just, oh, well, crap, we're busted. That, that's what that shows is, yeah, well, we, we know we're busted on this now, but we want to be right so much that we're going to ignore facts. Uh, Point of fact goes on. As we wait for a full Wisconsin Department of Justice report on Jacob Blake, she speculations run rampant online. Whether blah blah. Oh, this this is the original article declaring it with just an editor's note thrown in. So I think I'm going to keep going because of how stupid it was. The knife involvement is still ambiguous. Our ruling, our viral Facebook post says Blake declared that he had or a viral Facebook post says Blake declared he had a gun in the car and was going to get it and was brandishing a knife. We have no way of knowing for sure what Blake said but we know there was no gun and we don't know yet if the knife police found and later found the SUV was there throughout the confrontation or held by Blake at some point but Blake was not brandishing anything in the video taken by bystanders. Well, bystanders who spoke to the press immediately after Mike Brown got shot and killed was saying that his hands were up. He was trying to surrender. But then when being investigated and put under oath, no, no, he, he no, that ever happened. No, I, I don't know where they're getting that. For our fact checks, the burden of proof is on the speaker. Due to the lack of evidence establishing these claims at this point, we rate this claim false. And again, it keeps going back to, we just want to remain right. And if we have to admit that, oh my God, um, there were people who were speaking truth back then, then we have to go back and change this. <gasps> oh my God. We can't do that. And what a fact for all their worthlessness are worthless. Fact track, mostly true. Because if, if you're not willing to go back and correct something, why should we trust that you're going to be honest with everything in the future? 
like I said, in this case, it came out that, oh, a lot of these things that people were saying on Facebook were true. But because it wasn't true then, we're going to go with, we're going to keep calling it false because it fits the narrative that we want to continue to spin because this article will continue to be shared and we can continue to discredit it. This is the garbage I am concerned about going forward. Again, who is to say that someone might not hear one thing that I may have said that I took out of context and then use that to completely discredit everything else I've done? Or use that as a reason to squelch the spread of this podcast. I don't know. But you can bet I'm still going to try to raise as much cane as I can. That way, as long as I'm still able to make noise, I'm still able to speak truth to power. I'm going to. I am not going to let some candy ass lives in his mama's basement you know moron try try to shut me down i'm not going to let some tech guru in you know silicon valley who's never had to do a hard day's work in their life except for maybe take a college final while hung over I'm not going to let them tell me what is truth. It is not their place to determine what is truth. Because the truth is the truth. It's irrefutable. And I know, and usually, as I've seen on social media time and time again, when you speak truth, the only thing that they can do is they shut you down. They block you. I don't want to hear you because you're saying the things I don't want to hear. If you're having an having an influence by speaking truth to large numbers of people, you suddenly find yourself shadow banned. Like I said, I'm going to keep fighting on the intellectual battlefield. And I'm going to continue to do it for as long as I can. And please, for love of God, if you're liking the show and liking what I do, please go to relentlessdaring.com. There at the top of the page, you will see the donate button. Hit that button and you can set up a one-time donation. You can set up a monthly donation. All that all that keeps going into the show. It keeps it on the air. It keeps uh you know keeps the bills paid for the hosting. It keeps the website running. It keeps equipment updated. Now more than ever, you know, showing your support is crucial. Um, you can go, you can go to the merch shop. You can buy, you can buy a t-shirt there. Like I said, again, it's more stuff that goes into keeping this on the air for you all. Because frankly, at the end of the day, I could get completely shut down from this and it it's not going to destroy me because my whole life is not banked on this. Thank God. I would love for this to one day be a full-time gig. But for now, it's still going to be the weekly live show. But, you know, again, it's you all who put money into this. 
and help supplement what I'm doing, y'all are absolutely invaluable. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for the financial support y'all have given to the show. Um, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up here again. Thank you all for listening this week. Also, don't forget to check out my other project. It went live today. You can find it on all the places you get your podcasts. You know, minus Pandora. They still haven't approved it yet, and it's been weeks. But <clears throat> check out the Whiskey Pod. Um, I said, first episode went live today. New episode will post here in a couple weeks. It, it, it's not a an every week thing like this is going to be. It's just going to be me. Um, you know, do some whiskey reviews, talk a little whiskey history. And even the, I don't think it's going to be full, you know, complete whiskey. I, I have a bottle of aviation gin over here on the, over here on the desk that, you know, uh, maybe I'll do a sampling of that, you know, for a show. I don't know, but it is what it is. But again, go to, uh, it, you also find it at relentlessdaring.com. Yeah. I, I have both podcasts hosted up, posted up there. So you can check out the episodes there too. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you're listening to this show on the Apple iTunes, same thing I ask every week. Number one, subscribe. Get those numbers up. Right now, I don't have look. I have low numbers. Those are rookie numbers. You need to need to need to get need to get those numbers up. Then after that, leave a five star leave a five star rating. That way, it helps people to find the show. Then as it shows up and people's oh, it shows you might like oh. Five stars. After that, leave a nice review. That way, when people go through and read the reviews, oh, everyone, people generally seem to like him, except for that one guy. Huh. Wonder, wonder what he did to piss him off. Yeah, who knows? And finally, share it. Send it to someone who you think will like this show. Send it to someone who you think will drive this, the show will drive them absolutely bonkers. I don't care. Hate and discontent are two of the things that I specialize in. And I am more than happy to help spread hate and discontent amongst those whom you love. So again, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, Come back next week. Hopefully I'll still be here. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.